Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. So 141, uh, there's some uh, breaking news as we were recording this. It's, what, 6.20 in the afternoon or evening? When does the evening become afternoon or afternoon become evening? Uh, I'd say 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock, you think? 5 o'clock is whenever the afternoon becomes the evening. I would think maybe like around 4. or No. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, nope. in you, a, are, you are incorrect. In a shocking move, it shocked... Um, in a shocking move that, sh- in a shocking move that shocked uh, almost no one, uh, 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 old Vladdy Putin uh, recognized uh, independent two breakaway territories, two independent breakaway territories in Ukraine, as uh, uh, he's he's uh, he's recognized them as independent. So the so I guess this would include the Donbass region as a part of it, uh, recognizing the uh, the Donetsk People's Republic and the Lunesk. People's Republic of Ukraine as separate independent states, and now uh, that happened uh, at a at a televised or live streamed uh, Security Council meeting that Putin had on the on in li- on live TV. He signed the documents and recognized, and that all happened this morning. And then uh, and then uh, before we start recording this, uh, I turned the TV on uh, and I put CNN on wrongly. Um, and it was that CNN was saying that, tr- that the Biden is sending, or not Biden, but uh, Putin is sending in peacekeeping troops into the uh, these regions of uh, of the Ukraine. And then, um, and then I we go over to Fox, and it's that that lady who, the Fox uh, Pentagon reporter, whatever her name is, I can't the remember. Fox her name. News General? Hmm. Uh, no, it wasn't the Fox News Generals, but she was saying that this is how the invasion starts. Prepare for war. Prepare for war. This is the end of days. And it's like, is that really what's going on here? Um, and then, of course, CNN was saying that you know this is the invasion. This is this is what, this is what it's going to look like. And then over the weekend, uh, and again, I think uh, today as well, uh, we get word of that the that they're. Uh, that Putin essentially has capture and kill lists of uh, Ukrainians to, to do away with. Now, again, uh, this report that Jake Sullivan was uh, was announcing, the uh, uh, he's what the U.S. National Security Advisor uh, on NBC was announcing what all these people on Fox, CNN, MSNBC are all regurgitating, is that this report that was released to the Washington Post that there are no sources of, and no one can cooperate, that Putin has capture and kill list of uh, political dissidents and people that he, you know, that doesn't like. Uh, so, as Jake Sullivan said, an even greater, this invasion, he says, uh, will be an even greater form of brutality against the Ukrainians in order to repress them, to crush them, to harm them. Again, uh, where's the evidence? Now, we were all told, remember, that when Putin decides to go in, there's going to be a video. Well, well uh, where's the video? Yeah, the video that was The video, teased. please. Um, so the, the, it, this kill list, as, as I'll call it, it consists of people to be killed or sent to uh, camps following a military occupation of the entire country of Ukraine. And lo and behold, 
you want to know what's who's on this list of particular people that need to be rounded up. The LGBTQ persons are to be uh, put in camps or persecuted. Now, this does this does this not bring back some memories of kinds of kill lists that we were or lists of people uh, to be uh, undesirables that would be taken care of first in the event of some kind of military invasion occupation. Now, if that doesn't ring any bells, um, I would I would love to uh, remind you of a few of the uh, the Gaddafi's mass rape, which didn't happen, uh, uh, the Saddam and Al Qaeda links, which didn't exist, or the incubator babies that the when they were going into these countries in the Middle East, they were just tossing babies in, in incubators because when you invade a country, your first stop is a hospital and, and into the NICU to to just lay waste to kids, not going in after the military or whatever. Um, or the the latest and most improved version of WMDs. So remember how we were all lied to about all of that. And now suddenly, suddenly, it's the same playbook. It's the same story just yet again. So I, I was thinking about all this, and I was reading all this, and I thought, okay, um, Putin and Biden have agreed to uh, a meeting in principle. Putin says that he will meet with Biden if certain demands are met, and Biden says he'll meet with Putin if he decides not to invade. Uh, who's missing from this meeting? Can you take a guess, Jacob? Um, Mickey Mouse? How about the president of Ukraine? Oh, that'd be pretty important. The idea that the U.S. is going to step in and decide what's best for Ukraine, even though they're not a NATO ally, they're not even an, an ally, that we're just going to step in and decide what's best for Ukraine as if they're our territory or our state? No, this is... No. If you're going to have a meeting between two countries, maybe the country in question should be involved as well. <laughs> I mean, that would... I mean, like, so that would be, you know, that'd be a like good posture. It's like we're gonna have a we're gonna have a discussion between Britain and the U.S. over the future of Germany. Don't you think the Germans might want to be involved in that? that I know, I know that's, that's a crazy thing to say. Joe, but, why are you taking Russia's side on this? So, but everyone is all whipped into a frenzy. They're saying the fighting could start at any moment. The uh, the 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 Fox News Pentagon reporter lady was saying how the, the first wave will be internet blackouts and. Uh, you know, uh, cyber attacks, and the second wave will be rocket launchers and tanks and missiles, and the third wave will be troops. And it's like, <sighs> you people have lied to me so many times before. I don't, I don't believe you. They could be right. They, 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 they could be right. But why? Why should what I believe you? What insurances do I have to believe you? Now, now I could be wrong. Putin could invade. It could be different than how they are describing it um but that still doesn't uh that still does not i i still do not have the wrong position here as then we should not get involved they were saying that the old uh, the the reporter lady from fox news was saying that you know the old uh, post-soviet the yeah the old post-soviet cold war uh uh minsk agreement or whatever of containing russia has failed well i'm sorry but you people killed it you killed it. This is your problem. You created this mess. This isn't my fault. This isn't the, uh, the uh, what they will label people as is, well, you're being isolationists. 
the idea of being involved is what created this mess. The the opposite of isolationism created this problem. It has nothing I didn't do anything wrong. People like us, the Ron Pauls of the world, the Tucker Carlsons of the world, we didn't create this mess. This isn't our fault. If it's anyone's fault, it's Obama's fault for the for the coup that he uh, that his administration operated in 2014. It's Trump's fault. It's Bi- it's certainly Biden's fault, and it's Putin's fault, and it's Ukraine's fault for saying, "Leave us the heck alone, all of you." So it's not my fault. I didn't get anything wrong. And even if Putin does go into Ukraine, takes over the whole country, still shouldn't get involved. Still not our fight. Still not our problem. No American life must be spent in defending Ukraine. If Ukraine is not willing to do it itself, if NATO is not willing to do it itself, then U.S. should not get involved. There are border disputes that go out that go on throughout the whole world all the time, every day of the year. Every day of the year, this kind of crap happens between two countries that don't like each other. Why are we picking this one? Why is it this one that matters? Is it because it's Russia? Maybe. Is it because of the pipelines? Maybe. Is it because, oh, well, we've ginned up this huge enemy that is Russia over the last decade about how they stole elections and installed presidents and they're hacking voting machines and they're, they're the, the great sins of the world. They were sending bad memes on Facebook. You know, the, the, the evils are sending bad memes. Bad memes, guys. Is that what it is? Is it cyber attacks that both countries engage in? Is it bad words that's said by bad people? So I, I, I still think that our position is the correct one here. We shouldn't get involved. This has nothing to do with the safety and security of the United States. If you cannot explain to me how someone living in Frogs Balls, Arkansas, is affected by this, how the everyday working-class American is affected by this, other than gas prices, which, as we have pointed out before, the idea of oil prices and gas prices is just so ludicrously stupid. This issue could be solved tomorrow with things we could do here at home, solving the, 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 the oil crisis. So other than that, there is no argument. There is nothing to be said. Now, do I want this to happen? No, I don't want it to happen. Am I encouraging it to happen? No, I'm not encouraging it to happen. But this, this is not our fight. And the people who are saying that it is, the people who are crying wolf, or the people who are saying that, you know, Russia, you know, Putin's evil, bloody dictator, um, well then, you know, you can buy a plane ticket, you can get a gun, and you can go defend the good people of Ukraine. The democ- oh, no, you, wait, Ukraine's not a democracy. They jail opposition. They shut down the opposition in Ukraine. They're not a democracy. So if that's, if that's who you want to defend, then go for it. But count me out. I want nothing to do with it. Well, boys, get ready to uh, to um, to get ready to get drafted because you time to go to war. Time to fight in a war that you don't believe in. Ho- hope you uh, hope you bring your long johns because it's because it's awfully cold up there. I just I the, the to watch the media spin on this, and I I can't wait to watch Tucker tonight. But to watch the media spin as if this is the end of days. World War Three is on. We're on the brink of World War Three. Um, I would just kind of like to remind people that if Putin steps one foot in NATO or steps one foot in Poland, that's a NATO country. 
So that means he's going to bring down the full weight of NATO and the United States on him if he goes into Poland. Belarus, I, I, from what I understand, is a more favorable country. Maybe not in Belarus. But if he goes into other neighboring countries that are NATO countries, that's going to bring the whole weight of NATO, the EU, and the U.S. down upon him. Uh, and I just don't see that happening. The, 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 they say that you can see it in Putin's eyes, the, the great shame that he has of the fall of the Soviet Union. Well, wouldn't you too— that, That's not data and that's not facts. Well, wouldn't you too, if, if America went through the same process that the, that the Soviet Union did, wouldn't you say, you know, I can see in Trump's eyes the, the great sadness and loss that he feels over the American empire ending? Of course anyone would see that. This guy was, was neck deep in the empire of the, of the Soviet Union. Of course, Russia was respected as a, as a worthy adversary of the United States. This is a country that single-handedly defeated the Germans, along with the other, other allied powers. But uh, if, if it weren't for the Red Army in the World War II, uh, the, Germans, the Germans would have probably had a much easier ride at taking over Europe if it wasn't for the Russians. So I just, I, how can you not see this history of, of everything that is Russian, what they did? You know, you can say, okay, Stalin and Mal, or Stalin and Lenin, yeah, they were bad guys. But they were respected as a country. They were feared as a country. And now they're looked at it as like a joke. And they can't get their lives right about how they want to retake over the world. <laughs> so I, I, I'm not defending Putin. I'm just, just you know, if you look at it, if you take one step back and take the blindfolds off of CNN and MSNBC and Fox, and you look at this thing honestly and say, hey, maybe I can understand this. Maybe I can understand that how putting NATO troops up to your doorstep would be a little bit of a problem. If you can't understand that you don't understand what's going on, you have bought, you, you are believing your own lies. Well, you know, it's not a lie. If you, you believe, believe it. it. <laughs> so, as George Costanza once famously said. As Georgie Costanza once said. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm predicting that Biden will get it wrong and that uh, Anthony Blinky and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and then uh, um, and Jake Sullivan and, and, <laughs> and Kamala Harris. <laughs> Jake. Oh. Jake. Yeah. I'm Kamala. sure she'll get it wrong. Vice President Kamala Harris, Russia, Russia is being very aggressive. What's your plan? <laughs> Here's here is here here's here's what I'll say about Russia. Uh, that Biden is very strongly gonna put forth an effort to figure out what happened on January sixth. And get tested, please. Get, get, get tested. Get vaccinated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you gotta love that lady for. Uh, well, I mean, maybe not love her, but you know, just laugh at her. Laugh at her. <laughs> Like like she does. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but Kamala was. That I don't know why a, we're laughing. That wasn't a joke. That wasn't funny. She's so, so. She's so weird. Uh, but that's that. I mean, I've got nothing else other than to say than that. Um, I guess if you want to watch the spin, if you want to watch the nonsense of, you know, impending doom, that uh, you know, that Sauron has suddenly found the ring of power again. He's going to take over Middle Earth. Then I guess you could watch the the corporate press, but. Maybe stay away from the corporate press, but 
uh, because all the Russian troops would be wearing the white hand of, of Sauron in the, in the war. That's it's, true. It's, it's, this is an undeniable fact. Um, but who knows? Only, only if there was a Lord of the Rings new show on Amazon we could talk about. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I think we I think we've beat that horse to death. You know, I was watching. Did you know that uh, uh, Prime Video released a uh, like a a trailer, not a trailer, but a video of uh, so called uh, influencer fans or fan influencers uh, talking about the new Lord of the Rings? And I got about I don't know two seconds into it, and when they were talking about how this is going to be, you know. Uh, it, it was uh, enticing and thrilling and inclusive. I was like, yep, turning this off. If you want to know what I'm talking about, if you want to see a good reaction to it, uh, Eric July, the his, what's his Twitter? It's a Young Ripper? Yeah. Go watch his video on it because um, – I, I just searched Eric July. Yeah, Eric July. Go watch the video. It is cringeworthy to the maximum of 10. Like they broke the dial off on how cringy this video is. Have you seen it? On the Lord of the Rings, this the video I'm talking about. No, hold on. So look it up. We'll watch it real quick. Uh, it is cringe beyond all belief. Is it the Lord of the Rings? Uh, just look up Eric July. Of course, am, of course, they took the video down. It's unlisted. Yeah, that one right there. A level of cringe that cannot be possible. Um, it's it, it it'll make your brain hurt on how how you gotta when skip. Start. Uh, go okay, right right about there. Just. Yeah, he watched this. At a little bit of it, and what they themselves, the same studio that is producing this, posted this as a means to say, "Hey, look at this. We're so hyped about." You know, they they took this video down. Rings of power from Lord of the Rings. What you all listen in on this? Okay, pause real quick before I keep going on this. These people have never seen a Lord of the Rings <laughs> film Once ever. Once they start talking, you will quickly realize that no, they have never seen no. a movie I or read a book. I know how we're not supposed to judge people by the way they look. I am judging them by the way they look, and I know for a fact they have not seen any of the Lord of the Rings films. Movies, or books. Or they have read the books. Yeah. They're, you know, they're, they're reacting to the trailer. <laughs> what is that face? <laughs> The reaction to the trailer, she's talking about how breathtaking it was. A minute trailer. Anyway. What? <laughs> Did you not hear that? If Sauron, the 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 most worthy antagonist of of the whole stretch of the all of the whole of the the of of, of Lord of the Rings, if he's hot, then I can fix him. That's not the point. Again, you have never read the book. You have never read the books. I, I, you haven't watched the movies. Why would you want to fix Sauron? Why do all He's of these... He's trying to destroy the Middle Earth. He's trying to take over Middle Earth. Why are these people... He created their one ring of power to rule them all. Not because he wanted to make everything more woke and diverse. Because he wanted the world to be ruled by orcs. <laughs> Why do all these people look like they're like TikTokers? Because that's what they are. Yeah. <laughs> I... All right, let's let's keep going. <laughs> Eric's losing it here. Now, now, now again though. Now again though. Hold on. Now, if you if you were to listen to the people who are saying, "Oh, well, this is you know, how can you dislike the new Lord of the Rings? We well, must be racist." Again, hearing something like that, what's to like? <laughs> I don't know. Here, hold on. Let me keep going. This tune is banging. Is that what he just said? 
Hey, how? No. Bro, no, stop. There are no clubs in Lord of the Rings. And I'm telling you right now, there are no banging tunes within Lord of the Rings. Do you know what the tunes were in Lord of the Rings? Freaking lutes and flutes <laughs> is about the most banging that tune. Just wait till you hear the bass drum on my lute solo. Yeah, my, my lute solo. I'm going to freaking have this trap beam with, 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 with my lute guitar. Flutes. Flutes and trombones. Now, over. again, though, keep in mind, if you dislike the trailer, you're a racist and misogynist. Yes, and you hate and you hate just people in general. You hate black people yes, because because people that people. live in caves would always be black. That's just a fact. So continue. Starstruck, <laughs> mystified, wow. starstruck. In a moment. Yeah, I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah, so you kind of get an idea. Yeah, what, what I see right now is I see four woke people who are clearly woke just by the way that they're Their presenting appearance. themselves. Um, it, and they're talking about um, banging club tunes in um, what's supposed to be um, 13th century um, Middle Earth. In, in the second age of the, well, of the story. Well, if you were to equate... Their, like the third age, like their the third point, century, uh, yeah, the third or fourth century. Yeah, so, yeah. So you're talking about the the dark ages of like 14th, 15th century Europe. Older than that. About. Well, that's what I'm talking is like they're they're in the they're in the the age of human history where they're still using horseback and they yeah, don't, yeah. there's no electricity, so they're 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 pre industrial um, industrial yes industrialization. Um, you're talking about banging club tunes. Um, I saw I saw a girl go, "Whoa!" because she was so blown away by the um, because by she was so trailer. starstruck by the trailer. And I can already know these people have not seen a single Lord of the Rings film. And this is coming from a guy who is not an expert in any way and don't claim to be. Um, but I know that I know more than these people, and because I've seen the films a couple of times. Uh, let's keep okay, going. So the- okay, so let's keep. Want to watch some more of? Are these people like involved in the making of the film? No, or they're just they... they're just fans, influencer fans. No, these these aren't fans. Okay. Breathtaking. Breathtaking. How are you still? That's alive? not. That's not. If healthy. you didn't breathe for over like a minute, I think you. That's pretty good. That's that's pretty good. Okay, these are not words to describe. The, these are not the words I would use to describe what I saw. Jacob, Jacob, you saw the new Uncharted trailer. How was it? It was exciting, exhilarating. fast, and exhilarating. It's going to be a great film. <laughs> Which we'll get to in a second. Please don't. Uh, this is so... This isn't real. These, this, this is not real. That no, that, that that did not happen. Just hold on, so that, something new's gonna happen. <sighs> I think they're trying to overact in this. So Amazon took this down. Yeah, it's unlisted. From because I can't <laughs> find it. He doesn't know where the second age is. I, yeah, he's I, just I, like uh, second age. After first, before third. 
move yeah second age yeah and, and it's expansive because we haven't it's expansive because it's a new story well i i i would i would bet that they're reading off teleprompters probably that are the uh, i <laughs> and there it is and there it is and there it is there's that's, the reason that's they're the whole all point excited of this. about this so there are some reaction videos that i've watched that were uh very much uh pointing out the flaws in this whole trailer and there there were some people who were saying oh well if you don't like it you're just racist and because the appearance of a black person you're just un you're unnerved by it because you're so deeply racist and you can't handle a strong strong female character as in Gilgamesh is going to be uh, leading armies and stuff. No, I've got no problems with any of that. Again, we one of our favorite movies is Alien. Yeah. Or yeah, so Alien is my second favorite film of all time, and, or, and that's definitely or Terminator. Like yeah. we love these movies, right? So I don't have a problem with that. What I hate, what I don't, what I dislike, is when it's forced. Is when you uh, uh, purposely bastardize. A story to make it fit your to make it fit your political narrative. That's what I don't want. Like Ray's character, the idea that she's stronger than Luke and then uh, then um, uh, uh, what's what's the what's the main antagonist in that movie? Palpatine. Palpatine and... or uh, what's the the guy at the red lightsaber? He's so forgettable. It's like Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. The idea that she is new to her powers with the Force and suddenly she's stronger than everyone. Not buying it. Yeah, you, the I fact have a hard time that the fact, the fact that the fact that you had to purposely destroy the character of Luke Skywalker in order to, in order to boost Ray, yeah. not buying it. That's what I have a problem with. And again, people were saying, "Well, this is our world trying to make trying to rewrite the history of what Tolkien because he came from a different world." Again, no, no one's asking for that. No one's asking for that. The 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 woke SJW crowd they infect. These uh, like Star Wars, Jurassic Park, Star Trek, Lord of the Rings. Now, why? Because they can't create on their they can't create art on their own that's believable. So what do they do? They have to destroy characters in order to build up their own characters. They have to take an established franchise like Lord of the Rings, Star Trek, Star Wars, whatever, because they know that I'll, that'll put that'll put people in movie theaters because everyone loves Star Wars and Star Trek and Lord of the Rings, right? They take that, they destroy the original characters while you love these stories and inject their own reality into it. And then they sit back and say, oh, well, you're racist and misogynist because you don't like it. No, we go to it not because of the color of the skin or the uh, the gender of the characters. We go because we love the story. But you are destroying the story as, as to the reason why we all love it. But you know how they kind of hide all of that? They throw in nostalgia, right? They bring back Harrison Ford, who you can tell does not want to be there. No. They bring back the the, the original actors from start from uh um from Jurassic Park. You can tell like these this movie is way past its prime. They bring back uh they bring back Spock into Star Trek Beyond and the, the new Star Trek movies. Why? Why? Don't know. <laughs> Don't ask questions. Just consume content, right? We went and saw a movie last night. Uncharted. That was the Holocaust of cinema. That movie was. I don't know if it was that bad. It was it, terrible. It was bad. But but you know how they 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 sink the hook in. They bring in the original voice in in the actor of who was in the games. Why? Don't ask questions. Just well, consume content. It's a nice simple nod that if if you did that, I, I know there was another there was another gaming franchise that had a movie that did something similar. Um, Uncharted was. Um, it, it was an insult to my intelligence. It was an insult to my time. In my authority. It was an insult to my authority. 
that that film last night was like if they would um those who don't know the uncharted film is is based on the uncharted games the uh, the uncharted games are fantastic so that's what i went into this film i was like okay you have amazing characters and you have an amazing lore and story of nathan drake there's no reason a good film should not result out of this like these are great characters it's a great world it's a whole great premise of like this this thief turned turned like treasure hunter kind of like a combination between like the suave um um silver tongue um the charismatic of like a james bond but while being rough and spontaneous and having to think quickly as like i think on your feet kind of yeah as like a Indiana Jones that's kind of what Nathan Drake's character was is kind of this combination of the two and Tom Holland I don't know I don't know what was going on there but you know I can never see Tom Holland as anything but Spider-Man at this point as a high schooler so uh, seeing Nathan Drake who's supposed to be in his um, late 20s early 30s I, I, I couldn't suspend that Mark Wahlberg as solely is a crime against humanity um, and belongs in a cell next to Hillary Clinton for for that kind of casting pick. Um, <laughs> but at no point did he bring the charisma of um, Sully, who was one of the greatest characters in video games, um, especially in that franchise. Um, and I, I, action films are supposed to be able to be, um, and unless they just don't care, like there's certain films out hey, there. Unless it's science fiction. There's certain films out there that throw the rules of logic and the rules of physics and everything out the window and you know that going into it like you're not surprised whenever you see that happen there's a film i was trying to i completely lost my train of thought but um i had a film in mind exactly what i was thinking about that is just ridiculous okay like a film like commando perfect example right you're not supposed to take commando seriously thinking that like oh yes one man could take an entire island not not like stealthily like like a rambo but just guns blazing two machine guns in hand um throwing garden um shears at people and you know carrying trees yeah ca- yeah no 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 <laughs> but at the same time he, he takes the time to feed the I deer. love Commando's my favorite films of all time just because it does not take itself seriously and you know that going into it just from the opening scene um, so I can I can watch that film and enjoy it because it's just so over the top and ridiculous. It's an '80s action movie. This one is supposed to be like, hey, take me seriously. <laughs> this is like a, it's a very serious historical adventure of you know, um, finding Magellan's treasure. And um, at the end, I'm I'm gonna spoil it because like, you're honestly doing yourself a favor saving the fifteen dollars of going to see it. They're, they they literally find Magellan ships full of gold, mind you. 500-year-old ships. Um, yeah, 500-year-old ships full of gold. And then they airlift them with helicopters. So these aren't like, you know, like dinghies. These are like galleon Spanish um, like Inquisition-level ships. We're talking like thousands of tons worth of wood and gold. And they're just being picked up by two like dinky helicopters. And then they proceed to fly through the mountains and then the trees carrying these 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 thousands of tons. Hundreds of thousands of tons. Uh, not hundreds of thousands of tons, but well, thousands of tons yeah. worth of weight on these on these um, cables from two helicopters, and they're like doing um, like master and, master and commander level um, action sequences between these ships while in midair, while flying through mountains in the Spanish. I I I started laughing whenever they pulled 
<laughs> whenever they pulled the ships out of like the um, like cave they were in, I started laughing because I was like, "No, come on, okay, well, first come of on, all, come on, really? People, we, is this really happening okay, right so now?" The, these ships were in a cave. How'd they get in the cave? Yeah, yeah. Don't no, ask questions. Don't, consume they, they, content. They don't, they don't explain how they got in this cave because, like, um, Nathan Drake had to swim underneath, like, rocks. underneath rocks to get there. So they don't explain how. how don't the, don't these ask ships questions. Got there. Just consume content. Um, <laughs> or the fact that the most powerful helicopter in the world can only carry about twenty tons, and there was more. Don't ask questions. <laughs> consume content. And there was more than twenty tons of gold on board. So, like, what I said after the film is, I said to Joe, I said, you know, if, if they put a giant bag. And they like dumped all the gold into the bag and left the ships. Okay, that I could suspect. That that I could probably see happening. Is I can't it still that. practical? No, because like it's, it's still too much weight for these helicopters to carry, and they weren't even using the most powerful helicopter in the world. I I had to research because because when I saw that go up, I'm like, a helicopter cannot lift we'll a see, boat. Well, see, we what? we we did we did the unrational thing of after we watched the movie, we did some Google searching, and we we. They said, okay, it's like between four and five billion dollars worth of gold. Okay, well, let's take gold per ounce. Spot, spot price. Spot which price, is, gold which is, per which ounce. Which is giving it the best case scenario. Right. And we can, so how much, is that, how much does that weigh in tons? It was like, I don't know. It was well over 100 tons of just weight in gold. Okay, then we looked up, up the weight of the ships. It's like 500 tons just for the boat. So we're, we're looking at 600 tons. Okay, then we said, okay, well, maybe this gold has more value because it's it's lost treasure. So we cut that in half, and it's broken up between two ships. So that's like 600 tons per ship that it has to lift. And we think, okay, look, it's going to take it like at least like 30 helicopters just to get the thing off buoyant. the ground. Just to get it, just buoyant. To get it buoyant. So you're going to need well over 30 helicopters per boat to lift it. I that that <laughs> film and some of the dialogue choices, which I think that I, I I have to agree with the with the YouTuber, the Critical Drinker, that um, that writing is dead in 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 Hollywood right now because some of the writing choices. I sat there and I had to like you know you know what's that mm-hmm. what's that um there's it scene from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia whenever Charlie's like is like rubbing his rubbing his temples because he's yeah. so frustrated. That was me because I'm sitting in that theater. It was actually pretty full on a Sunday night. Um, I was like, no one's ever said that in the history That's of the never world. Been That's said. never been said by anybody. Well, again, and these dialogue situations have never happened ever. Well, okay, again, too, uh, the main uh, antagonist, uh, the Spanish guy who who his family originally funded the whatever, uh, he funded was, the expedition. Funded from the Magellan. expedition, and he was uh, he was going to to go back out and to reclaim his family name. And, of course, he hired some henchmen. Well, there's this 20-something lady who decides to kill him in the middle of his grandiose speech. And then suddenly she just takes control of, like, a private military to, to go to do this. Why? We don't know. Why would don't these, ask questions. Why would these why, 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 why would these people who were contracted out by the man she just killed just be like, hey, yeah, it's just a good idea. Let's just follow her now. Why? Don't know. Don't ask questions. Just consume content. And then the fact that... So my my running theory was okay. So one of the henchmen, uh, the antagonist henchman, was Scottish, and like man, he kind of looks and sounds like Scotty from Star Trek. So I leaned over to our friend Andrew. I said, just I, I to make this movie better, it has to be a holodeck like experience that they're having. That's what that's what this has to be. But then when he died, I was like, oh no, the last saving grace for this movie of being a holodeck <laughs> that would have been a better like, a better film would have been. Would have been as whenever they're flying in the helicopter away, 
you just hear computer and program yeah, <laughs> computer and program and then it all just like goes to the holodeck and then <laughs> captain kirk and spock and everyone else they were role playing um just like put their you put the uniforms on and then go back to work and then that's like the end of the movie that's a better film because be you know what film. that makes more sense it'd be more believable it's a more believable film <laughs> this is happening on the holodeck of the uss enterprise that makes more sense than anything that happened in this film. <laughs> Computer and program. And then you just see, like, the helicopter goes away and they're, like, sitting there holding the joysticks. Yeah. They just get dressed. They just nonchalantly get dressed, don't say a word, and say, same time next week? <laughs> yep. <laughs> we'll continue the story next week. We'll continue next week. <laughs> I hate this. It was an abomination I, of a movie. I, I, I felt like uh, I... I I'm trying to be really more critical of films and not just be like, oh, there was an explosion. I, I like this movie now. <laughs> explosion, big action scenes, big fights. Um, uh, no, but like, and I was trying to, I was trying to like really be, be critical and I was feeling like giving it a zero, like an Anthony Fantano zero, but I laughed and it actually brought me some entertainment value because it was so ridiculous well, that we, I couldn't believe it was well, happening I on the screen. I think you, the three of us. We're the only three people that thought it was funny. Yeah, it was hilarious. Everyone was like, oh, this is so awesome. Like, no, this is stupid. Whenever I laughed when they picked the boats up, and then whenever they moved, when they were flying both the ships and the helicopters close together, and then they did the Master and Commander swing, I was like, come on, no. Yeah, so here's a, here's a good idea, guys. We're 500 feet in the air flying at 300 miles per hour in these helicopters. Let's just swing on ropes that, that, that are... 500-year-old ropes, by the way. Let's just swing and trust that they so, work. So I, I I leaned over to Andrew. I said, 20 bucks, they do a Sahara. 20 bucks. They, they shoot a cannonball shoot out a... of the boat at a helicopter. You know what? They did it! I I, 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 I couldn't. And for... So so that, that scene was Master and Commander, Sahara, Indiana Jones, uh, probably, uh, I don't know, like Mission Impossible, all wrapped in one. It was I, the most preposterous, I stupidest just... thing. Now, I, too, again, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this movie – I wanted to give it a zero, but I thought, okay. The <laughs> yeah, fact, I want to give it a zero. The fact that it was a movie in the traditional sense of a, of a beginning, <laughs> some stuff in the middle, and an end, it passed that qualification of a, of a movie. So I have to give it at least a one. So I'm going to give this a movie uh, a one. It, would I recommend seeing it? Absolutely not. Other than the fact if you want to laugh towards the end. Or if you want to see our Star Trek holodeck. Um, um. The, yeah, if you want to see the, the Star Trek, you know, uh, reference. But this movie, um, it couldn't decide what it wanted to be. Like, the the, 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 the casting was all wrong. Because Tom Holland is just, is just like, just trip over, he's like, trips over his own feet, kind of just dumb, stupid. And that was kid. never Nathan Drake was, no. Nathan now, Drake was never that way. No, I've never played the games, I'm not, I don't play video games, but I could just tell from just the way. think of a modern day Indiana Jones. Well, the, the way, they, really the way that is. you and Andrew explained it to me, okay, so this guy is a little serious, he's not just some no, dumb kid. he's not goofy, he's not, he's, he's serious, but he also has moments where he can be funny and he has like witty humor. Yeah. About him, but he's not like. There are moments whenever he's just tripping over things, and that's nothing that Nathan Drake would have done. Even in the first game, whenever he was first becoming that, he was always this sort of – think of like Indiana Jones but having more witty, timely humor and kind of joking around a little bit. But so, not but not, but not, not acting like an idiot. Like so if, it's Indiana if, Jones with Sean Connery puns. Well, no, what it is is it would be like if 
Indiana Jones were to be in the beginning of the Raiders of the Lost Ark, whenever he's like walking up to like touch the or, or grab the idol, he like slips and falls or makes a joke or cracks a joke like, well, like, wow, thought it'd be a lot bigger or like, wow, this that was is, easy. That was easy. Yeah. <laughs> Staples, something stupid easy. like that. Or like making a comment about his phone or something dumb, but that. Well, that... The, there was again. There's so many. I, I hate this about writing nowadays. If they, they have to interject humor into literally everything. <laughs> yeah, and you, you, nothing can have a serious a tone serious to moment. it. So they make fun of how old Mark Wahlberg is. Why we don't know. Just <laughs> consume content. The well, Sully is supposed to be older. That's what the thing about Sully is that. But it just it, 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 picture but it felt forced though because Mark Wahlberg doesn't look that old. No, and that's what I, whenever, like, I didn't, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I didn't see anything, um, like, Soli is, Soli is older, and he's supposed to be more, see, like, this is what Soli's supposed hair. to look like. Mark Wahlberg didn't have gray hair. Yeah, this is what Soli looks like in the game. And he's supposed to be, like, the super mastermind backstabbing thief who, yeah, who smokes cigars all the time, which completely didn't even dress. Like, he always wears these kind of shirts, always wears, like, Hawaiian shirts and tropical I, I just and didn't have the no, no mustache. mustache either. Yeah, so this is what Sully's supposed to look like. I just and of course now Mark Wahlberg I don't think is a bad actor, but he's kind of like Jason Statham where he just plays the same <laughs> character in every movie. Look, and, that's how they're supposed to look. They're supposed to look like this yeah, in the game, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it just doesn't. For certain movies, it's just not going to work. So for like this movie, it just didn't work. Again. I don't know the backstory. I've never played the games, but just going off things that I've heard, I can already tell that this isn't how it's supposed to be. No, not at all, which is why I had very high expectations because you haven't established – like it's – if this was a brand new film, I might have given it – I still would have given it like a two or a one because it wasn't a good film. But like because you've established characters, you already have a a foundation with to build on. There's no excuse to not – do these characters correctly? So when they brought the helicopters out and they start, they dropped the nets and started digging underneath the the ships. I was like, oh please no, they're don't. Gonna, they're gonna lift it up. And, but then when when the uh, when the uh, when the twenty something killed the uh, the main antagonist, I was like, oh here we go, here it is, is because we can't have a movie without the the virtue signaling. Um, but I don't know. I guess because she's black, I hate her because she's black because I'm you really secretly don't like, racist. You secretly a racist. I you guess s- that's a, that's what that is. And because the, the 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 now what really pisses me off about some movies is, is in these fight scenes when you have this a hundred pound woman in high heels beating up uh, very capable, strong, tall men, and she's surrounded by six of them. She comes out without a scratch. I don't believe that. It's not believable. I this, I cannot suspend my disbelief far enough. Uh, to to find that this that this is a realistic situation, and that happened, I was like, yeah, I, and I said out loud, I don't believe that, I don't, I'm not believing this, but because you know, you know, we we can't have a movie without virtue signaling, well, we have to put that in there. That's right. So we gotta put it in there. Um, I don't know, but you know, another thing that's kept me really po'd uh, recently is the the thing with baseball because. Um, the the uh, baseball lockout because the uh, the players and the owners met for like ten minutes, and they said, "Well, do you agree?" Then the players said, "No," and the owner said, "Well, we don't agree." So that's the end of the meeting. I I really don't care about any of the gripes that either side has because either side will tell you that the, the owners will say, "Oh, well, we don't have enough money. We're not making enough money. We're losing money," and the players will say, "Well, we're not getting paid enough or whatever." 
Um, I don't care. I really don't. Um, I, I, I firmly do not care if if baseball players or owners make whatever is enough money. Um, uh, because when you look at it, even players who make who do not make the league minimum still make more than the average uh, household and the average uh, earner in America. It's well over like what is it fifty three thousand dollars a year? Something like that, yeah. So even if you're not making league minimum, you're still making more money than uh, you know the rest of the country, and you're getting paid to play a sport. Now the minor league players, that's a different situation, entirely. Um, the owners, I don't want to hear your gripes about money problems. Like it'd be like if Warren Buffett came out and started talking about his financial problems. I, I just I don't want to hear that. Or when Max Scherzer, or when Max Scherzer says I got money problems, I I, I don't care. So when people like Warren Buffett or LeBron James or Max Scherzer or Mike Trout, all these people talk about money problems, I, I don't care. I don't want to hear it because you make so much more money than every, than anybody else. <clears throat> and again, too, if you own if you own a major league franchise, NFL, NBA, MLB, whatever, I don't want to hear about your money problems. That's I don't care. So for you to make this about how players aren't getting paid enough, well, they're already making more than the rest of the country. The pe- the average person who watches a, a baseball game earns less than the average baseball player. That's just the way it is. And they hear them complain about not making enough. I'm sorry, that doesn't move the needle for me. It, and doesn't, the, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. And the the, the problems with about arbitration and the, the, the luxury tax and – you know the the players feel like they got gypped out of the uh, two prior new, uh, arbitrations. I don't care. That's your own fault. Stop making it my problem. I just want to watch baseball because regardless of who wins, it do, it's not going to affect me. And the problem is, is that the fan, is that the the owners and the players are taking the fans for granted. Because we have two superstars right now. We've got Otani and Tatis Jr. and all these other great players and players that are about to come up into the majors. Great players. And we're not using that to grow the sport. And then there's another problem with the the uh, the Hall of Fame ballot only having one player on it. It's just, just David Ortiz. We could say, well, Joe, it was A-Rod and Barry Bonds and all these other guys. Well... The idea that, that there's no PED players in the hall already is ridiculous. Yeah. Of course there are. And to, to to say that, well, you know, the the Hall of Fame is a is a institution of morality, give me a break. No, it's not. It's it's about preserving the history of the sport. And that's telling the story of a Pete Rose, of a Barry Bonds, of a Roger Clemens. Right? These guys who played the game who were great players. But they did some some un- some questionable things. That doesn't mean they shouldn't be in a place in the in the record of a Hall of Fame. Uh, the the one- I, I think if they're gonna do the whole PED issue where where if he took steroids, they they need to come out and just say it. <clears throat> they need to come out of the official Hall of Fame and say if you've taken them from here on forward, you're not you're not gonna be allowed. Or if it was a scandal and you were caught and you served suspension time for it, then we're not going to because because I'm so done with this with this lingo. Of of well you know maybe he should get in but he used steroids hmm, interesting let's talk about that. There's, this conversation has been had. This conversation has been had. They need to just come out and say yes. No one is going to be allowed in the Hall of Fame if they've served 
suspension time for PED use. And if they're not going to do that, then I say they all should be allowed in. Well, because <clears throat> honestly, at, at this point, we're, we are coming up on this, this next couple of generations of players where they've all used it. And not for performance enhancing. Just to, to stay healthy. Well, so not to well, not to necessarily um, enhance the performance, but in the case of like, okay, you have a guy who Barry Bonds, Alex Rodriguez, Sammy Sosa, Mark Ware, all these guys used it for performance enhancing. That's un- undisputed undisputable then you have a guy like likes likes andy pettit who used it because he was injured and tried to get healthy and get back on the team faster are you going to keep them both out even though they both use them for vastly different reasons yes it's the yes they still yes they still both broke the rules but are you going to keep a guy out because like because andy pettit's coming up i think he's this year or next year is, is whenever he's actually eligible for um for the um the ballot, the hall. Yes. To be on the ballot, yeah. Because I know that he – I think he went one year after Jeter. I think it's whenever he retired. Uh, but you you have to – we have to decide now because you either – I'm fine with, with either way. Either ban everybody who used it. That way it's fair or ban nobody. Because if you're going to sit here and you're going to ban people like that, then you got to allow people – well, if you're if you're not going to ban PD uses, then you got to let Pete Rosen. Yeah, you gotta let him in, cause like if you're gonna say it's okay to cheat that way, then it's okay to cheat this okay, way. But he, the, the the thing with Pete Rose is that he gambled on his team to win. But it's that's still, that's different than no, taking a substance. No, I, I'm not saying it's not. What I'm saying is that you still broke rules. But I don't. So that's the ar- no, no. The I, argument is that I don't see how betting on your team to win is a bad rule or is the, against the rules. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about he, there was a rule and he broke it, so therefore he's it's out. A, okay, it's a stupid rule. They took steroids. It's a rule. They broke it. They're not allowed in. If you're going to allow Barry Bonds and you're going to allow Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire and Roger Alex Clemens. Rodriguez and Roger Clemens, and if if they ever get in, I don't think anyone's. I don't think I don't think any of them's gotten in. And you're going to allow David Ortiz in, please. David Ortiz has used steroids, please. Please, all the big power hitters use steroids in the At in the two thousands. They all did it. So I I if you're gonna allow David Ortiz in, look, I have nothing against David Ortiz. He's a fantastic, one of the greatest generation hitters that I'll ever see. But you you cannot look at him and be like, come on, you didn't cheat. Come on, come on, just admit it. Well, I mean, so many players go off the record talking to baseball writers about things that go on in locker rooms and things that are given to players by trainers and staff. Uh, so the the stuff gets mixed around all the time, and the idea, the, the fact that there was only one person who got in the Hall of Fame this last go around is an abomination. It really is, because you know we we have the conversation has been had at nauseum about PEDs and Barry Bonds and whatever. It still doesn't it still doesn't take away from the fact that he still has he officially has the most home runs ever by any player. You can't take that. Can you take that away from him? Maybe, maybe not. Even without the PEDs, he was still a fantastic player. So, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know. Um, but I, I've, I've just got to the point where, I, with baseball, it's my favorite sport. I think it's the greatest sport ever devised by humans. Um, but there's so much that's going on with this lockout and with the Hall of Fame. I just don't. I, I'm growing to not care anymore. May start watching other uh, um the baseball and and um other nations. You can start watching like Japanese baseball. Kind of get rid of some of the crap and just just watch the because, game. Because because yes, the business side of baseball has always been there. I understand that, but to the fan, 
I, I don't, I don't, how, how am I involved in any of this? Like, okay, for instance, before the lockout, um, Soto was offered $350 million <clears throat> for a, I think it was a 13-year extension on his contract with the Nationals. What am I supposed to do with that? You know, they give outrageous contracts to Cole, to Scherzer, to Albert Pujols, Mookie Betts. I mean, what am I, okay, great. Well, we all saw something like that coming because I think, I think the Nationals want to keep on to him because he's kind of their he's their he's he's, he's their, their next, guy he's 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 their next face of the franchise he's, he's their, the next Ryan Zimmerman for that franchise he's their, he is their Aaron Judge yes but the fact that all this is public and we're talking about he's gonna make twenty seven million dollars a year if he signs this what good is, how how does the, the fans like where where do we come in play for the we're, how about some appreciation for the fans? I don't, I, don't, I don't understand what you're. But the fact that we we air all this like dirty laundry and money, and we throw out the numbers, like yeah, well that's just how that's just how the game's always been. They, I, they, I guess they've always talked about the, but the it, contracts. It, it and... just seems like that there was a shift at some point when when baseball players start making some really outrageous money. And they've always made outrageous money. But to be what, honestly, the last thirty years they've all made outrageous money. Right, but when we're talking of contracts in the hundreds of millions of dollars, two hundred, three hundred million dollars, because these players are are bringing in the revenue. That's 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 the still only reason why <clears throat> you give some of these players these contracts because you know that's going to draw viewership. You know that's going to put butts in the seats, and and the, and and they know that the market is demanding that for certain players because um, if you don't pay it, then someone else is going to. I understand all that, but it just seems that you know it's really become more about um, it's become more about the money what these players are paid than the love of the game. And I'm not saying that the, the, the people involved don't love the game. I don't know if I agree with that. But it's not. become so much of a gossip story of what these players make, and but that's in every single sport. Every, yes, every sport does that. Yes, I, I guess I understand that, <clears throat> and I just don't like to see it in baseball. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm looking at this all, all the wrong way. But I just I just want to watch baseball for baseball. I don't want to I don't want to hear about all this other stuff about contract negotiations and arbitration deals yeah, and the just, players association. I don't I don't that's I, in, well, I don't want to hear about all then this. Then don't then don't watch then don't watch sports media outside but, of when games are played. But it's played. but it's impossible to escape it though. Well, I I don't I don't know what to tell you, but if you're upset, I'm not upset. I just don't want to hear it. Well, this is. I'm trying to find an analogy for you, but I, I, unfortunately, the, the the money side and how much people people make has a dramatic impact on on the on the on field um, product that's being put out every single year. So if you don't want to hear about money and stuff, I I don't know what to tell well, okay, you. I guess I guess I, well, I want to understand. I don't want to hear players complain about it. Oh, okay, that's that's different. I don't want to hear them complain about well, you know, I'm I'm worth more. It's like. Just, well, for a lot of players, they are probably worth more. But then, and there's but, a team but, out but there that will be willing to pay it. But there again, though, um, hearing these multimillionaires complain about not making enough money to the average person, it's it's a little out of touch. True, but I can see from their point of view, and you've dedicated your entire life to this, and you've put in thousands and tens of thousands of hours into into putting yourself in the best position on the field, and you have created um a a a on-field product that you feel is worth this much i don't see an issue with you wanting to get that i, I honestly don't I, I don't see um a max scherzer going out there and saying hey i am arguably the best pitcher on the field at, at any given point i should be paid like one and i shouldn't be paid 
the same as a guy who's come up in the first year. That's understandable. I and and if, if I was Max Scherzer, I'd do the same thing. I'm not gonna lie. But the problem it, with this though is that Max Scherzer is gonna make forty one million dollars this year. Well, you know, somebody overpaid him for that. I'll tell you right now, that's that's too much for Max Scherzer. Yeah. I wouldn't you know, thirty's about the most I'd ever pay for him, but I, I can understand a guy who who is at the top of his game, who's put in the the blood, sweat, and tears and the hours to 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 get to the point where they are now, and and want top dollar when they when they're worth it. It's the same thing as if you're in any sort of business. If if you if you're a top CEO in America, you're not going to go work for a company making below median salary. No no no. If Tim Cook were to ever leave Apple and go work somewhere else, do you think do you think, do you think Tim Cook's going to make what a a first year CEO is going to make? No. But no, you, no, 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 no. Tim you, Cook is going to want the best because <clears throat> Tim Cook is a top CEO in the world. That That's why. But do you hear top CEOs, people like Warren Buffett, Amazon, uh, Bezos, uh, uh, Elon Musk complain about not getting enough money? No, and that's because that's the difference, though, is that all that is handled in the back room dealing with it. That's not public knowledge. Yeah. So and, that's, but, the, but, that's the difference is that baseball is all public knowledge because – because we talk about, okay, well, what are you going to trade for? Okay, this is a bad contract. That's too much money. What much salary cap money do you have left if you sports the salary cap? That's the difference is that it's all a part of the the hot stove of the offseason um, trading market of baseball is the numbers game. Whereas you're not talking about, oh, oh, you know, we lost Tim Cooks. Who are we going to bring in? Uh, you know, Farley wants a $10 million year. That's too much money. How are we going to do the next guy? Can we, no, can we trade no, for Jimmy Diamond? Nobody follows business. No one follows anything. No, no one follows any other sort of entertainment the way that sports is followed with money. And you have to, you have to understand that. I, I understand that. but And also, too, in the same vein, I, I don't want to hear uh, – Owners of franchises complain about money either. <laughs> it's like listening to the Steinbrenners complain about money. It's like I don't think I don't I don't think they've complained that much about well, money. Well, hearing the well, they they don't want to pay the players more. They're that they're losing revenue or whatever. When 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 you look at the track record of of revenue, it's it's only grown. It hasn't it's never decreased. It's only grown. Well, and you, you and to to what may happen is that if baseball continues to lose um, some, um <clears throat> viewership viewership and in, in, in relevancy, the business side will 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 real rear its ugly head and they're going to have to start paying people less and that may be w w where the market swings in a different direction it's because players aren't worth that much because they're not bringing that much money in right. so you're going to see that very well may happen well and i think if this lockout if we if we end up missing spring training in time if we end up missing regular season games um it, it really it really isn't going to matter what players are paid or what owners make if the people don't want to watch it and they're disgusted because they feel like they've been taken advantage of because they just assume that you'll come back and if you don't um then you know then then all of them are gonna have to take a, a little bit of a haircut and that may not be that bad of a thing it know, may we'll not see. be that bad so i don't know we'll anyway see. i hope this lockout ends that's all i just want to watch baseball true on that um did you did you have anything else you want to talk about no Nothing else, not, no. not the Facebook crap or that went on. Uh, yeah, there was a Facebook executive that was caught in a child pedophile sting. Um, he was the head of the community outreach for Facebook. He was outreaching something. He was. Uh, I don't want to get into details of things that he said over these text messages and through Facebook Messenger. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, how Facebook would not pick up on this, I don't know. Whatever. 
Um, but it just seems Mark was too busy in the metaverse. Yeah, it could be. But it just seems weird that we see in these major media corporations and these uh, tech corporations and in these uh, kinds of corporations that, that, that there always seems to be like one of these just really weird folks who are in these uh, companies. It's just weird. Um, maybe it just kind of goes with the territory that there's that there's these pedophiles that are uh, that get hired because you know we'll, we we'll, we don't you know criticize ulterior life forms so or, or alternative life forms of lifestyles <clears throat> lifestyles and not to mention that Facebook had the largest stock drop about two Good. weeks ago um, and Let I it think burn. I think there's something that may be happening with Facebook and it's not necessarily a good thing I'd say this is it, um, is that Facebook lost. Um, daily active users for the for the first time in the his, the company of the the history well, of the why company. Is that bad? Well, because they're all going somewhere else. They're all they're all going to TikTok and everything else. Oh, so, okay, all right. um, well, you know, you, you got to take down one tyrant to you know, take them all down. True, okay. I, is that I, I a guess saying? that's not a saying. <laughs> Perhaps, um, but yeah, I I I, I don't know what's gonna. Well, they're probably going to Instagram and, t- and TikTok is probably where they're going. Well, yeah. Oh no! It. You know what it is? They're, they all signed up on Trump's on, uh, on Trump's new social platform. Truth, the, the Truth social media website. <laughs> yeah. um, no, one thing. One last thing I want to talk about was um, there was an opinion piece written in the wall in the the Washington Post, which I don't subscribe to. So if you can't read this, which I I can pull it up, but if you can't read it, I'm sorry. Um, you can go watch his video. Um, it's written by a guy named Anthony Fantano. Those who don't know who Anthony Fantano is, he's the host of the YouTube show The Needle Drop. Does a lot of album reviews. Does a lot of t- um, talks on current state of music and all that kind of stuff. Um, I enjoy his content. I think that he brings a kind of a unique taste to music. I don't always agree with him, especially politically. I don't agree with him all politically, but that's besides the point. Um, I can listen to his... You can separate the two issues. That is the great thing about art, is you can still listen to someone's opinion on something, and even though we vehemently disagree politically, I don't hate him because of it. Uh, wow, what a, what, a, what a noble concept here, well, everybody. In the same way, they can't overlook the things that Kurt Schilling has said. That's the one reason why they won't vote him into the hall. Wow, wow. Anthony's a progressive? I... I hate him because I can't I cannot watch his YouTube channel anymore. Uh, no, but I have really liked his his opinion, even though he he's more of a hip hop guy. I'm really not. Nevertheless, I think that he has a good general overview of music and knows a lot about music history and this a guy's lot about thumb on the pulse of things. Yeah, I think I think he really does. So uh, he wrote an opinion piece in the in the Washington Post about NFTs. And right now, it's very it's very popular and very trendy for musicians to be releasing NFTs. We to, know Paris Hilton came out with one. Yeah, but the, yeah, but to call her a musician is a call like Yoko Ono. I'm a, <laughs> a musician, so you know, I I, I wouldn't quite go that. Okay, far. Well, she didn't she lip sync. I would at one actually. Point with Jimmy Fallon? I would actually call Yoko Ono a better musician than Paris Hilton. I'd rather I would I would rather listen to John and and Yoko Ono's work than Paris. I'd rather not have music at all, but. Um, no, a lot of musicians are out there releasing NFTs, and you know my thoughts on NFTs are very uh, negative from the standpoint of I think they're kind of stupid scam, kind of scams. I don't see the I don't see the I don't see the value in them. But I guess you could say the value is in the eye of the beholder. Subjective. Um, it's subjective, I guess, because there's really no there's no established market for these things like there are other commodities or or um, like securities out there which have a defined value based on the market forces of it these are just really right now there is um 
infinite demand and, and very very little supply well it's it's only survives on on just the hype of the of influencers yeah so he wrote a whole piece about how how he the the, the title of it is um opinion piece um musicians please stop luring your fans into the risky world of nfts i think there's honestly some wisdom in there because uh, there's been a lot of mainstream artists have have released nfts i know the guys from one direction has um eminem has jay-z i think has um, a bunch of other people have have put out, and of course Paris Hilton. These people have put out these NFTs and these these, especially the what we're seeing out with the with the ape NFTs, which is just literally a picture of an ape that's decorated a certain way and it has certain clothing and a certain look to it. I don't see the inherent value in owning that. Um, not only because in the video you can just screenshot it and you have it. Yeah, I, I could I could literally take Paris Hilton's ape and make that my wallpaper on my phone if i wanted to okay so uh, but uh, unless they were to actually make this nft where you can only get this content through the purchasing of the nft if yes. they don't release it anywhere else then what's the point of it yeah so here's what he has to write he says i don't have anything against the idea of people trading or buying digital art for fun some of the overnight's um success of independent artists have seen the nft space um it is a generally inspiring but to focus on this is to ignore the fact of the lack of regulations in this corner of the internet and the amount of scams that have, have happened as a result no matter how much regulation you have there's always going to be scams. yes yes but but right now this truly is the wild west the I wild guess. west and not the wild west where there were the hollywood version of it but yes but you have people who have no idea what they're doing so this is he also goes he goes on to say that this isn't the kind of world of um for people who are still learning how to make financially smart decisions thousands of americans have invested in cryptocurrencies in recent years but the crypt the currency's prices have created as a result of its all-time highs in November, wiping out more than a trillion dollars um, of value globally. Um, even if if Bored Ape, which is the which is like I guess it's the series of pictures they're putting out, even if it seems like a relatively stable brand, most of the roads that lead beyond this NFT gateway lead into dead ends and outright scams. Recently, a Bored Ape lookalike reportedly ran off with with more than a million dollars in minting fees before disappearing from the internet. Um, this is, so Liam Payne, he is from One Direction. Um, he had to warn people on Twitter about the NFT scams that are going on right now. So he had to actually make a public address announcement saying, Hey guys, don't get scammed. Follow this because people were making fake accounts and putting links and people were getting scammed because of this. But isn't it like the same photo or whatever of the, yes, of whatever yes. well, was selling? Well, that or, that or they were just taking their money and not giving them anything as a result. The dangers of, of, of NFTs, uh, of the NFT world, doesn't just rest on the shoulders of, of rogue scammers. Those some of the largest mediators in the marketplace are are in this space, such as Civic and OpenSea, which I'm guessing are just marketplaces for that, yeah. have, have done a poor job of uh, guaranteeing the legitimate results to these brands looking in, to get to the NFT craze. For right now, the value of your unique token can disappear overnight because there is little oversight. And also, I'll add there's there's little market history, there's little market demand for these not not demand, but I'm talking like true demand of 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 these things, and the fact that you can, as I said, there's no uniqueness to any of these things, and and I I, I like how he used unique token in in parentheses because yeah. you know if you have the the blockchain code receipt. or receipt for a certain picture. That's great and all, but that still doesn't mean like I again I, I keep going back to this argument and it's such a such a 
a, a simple argument that I have to explain to people. I can go onto Google Images or wherever and download a picture of the Mona Lisa. And I can put the Mona Lisa as my wallpaper phone, as the wall the wallpaper on my phone. 100% legal, but I don't own the Mona Lisa. I don't have it sitting in my room. I can download a picture of the Constitution and put that on my phone as a wallpaper. And I can have that photo. I can print it and have that photo. But I don't have the Constitution. That's why the Constitution and the Mona Lisa are priceless artifacts of history. It's because there's only one of that thing. Now, yes, true, there is only one unique token for all of these ape images. But there's no difference between having that image on your computer screen and then going to one tab over on Google and having a picture of it downloaded from Google Images. That's why I, that's why I still don't see this, this, this value proposition. Again, I have to preface, I'm not against cryptocurrencies. I'm not against the idea of having a unique digital item as a concept or, or against ideas of the blockchain. I'm all 100% for those. I, I am all for those technologies. I think that they're going to be useful for, for, the, for the future. But I don't see the craze behind this. And I think you're going to see a giant cratering of these things once it starts drying up. Because as he says, you, some of these priceless NFTs can just can be completely waste, you know, useless. You know what? It seems like a, like a get-rich scheme, uh, like a get-rich-quick scheme. Because all the people who are pushing this, and you know, there, there are people who have made a, an enormous amount of money through these things, but they know it's not going to last forever because at some point someone's going to have to say, hey, this is kind of stupid. Um, and so the people who got in early on it, they made their money, great. But for everyone else, it's like, oh, well, this was just a fad. I thought this was the future. But but that and you're, you're taking teenagers who are, who are mostly people that listen to, to most mainstream top 40 hits is usually teenagers and young adults. The, the Gen Zers, millennials. Yeah, millennials, Zoomers, whatever. They're, you're, you're inducing them. You're, you're, you're introducing them into a very risky financial world that even most top executive investors won't touch. Most people are not touching. You're not seeing Warren Buffett going out there and buying brave ape stuff. That's nothing against. That's not saying that that, that 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 it's a bad investment. But take note of seasoned people who have been doing this for a very very long time. Not that they have not that they have everything right, or that they are the end, or that Warren Buffett is the end all be all of investment strategies. But there is something to be said about how they don't own any of these things. Could that be ignorance? Could that be them being smart? You know, I don't know. We're still too early to find out. This is all still so brand new. But you're introducing these into a, into the most risky of, of all investments. Like, I can't imagine anything riskier than spending thousands of dollars on NFTs. I think the NFTs are way more risky than a crypto, personally. Because it, cause at least with crypto, you can do something with it. Like, you can at least buy things with it. You can, you can send it to people. There's at least somewhat of a utility for it. Because it, because it acts as a currency, a method of transaction. But because you have a blockchain code for a picture of a ape that Paris Hilton did, I don't see the value in that. Unless, for whatever reason, you think that in 20 years, that image is going to be worth more than what you paid for now. I, I have much to be desired for that strategy. And it's also this thing about what he, kind of the whole point that he makes at the end of the article is that 
you're you have this trust between you and your fans and this happens with celebrities and other people that, that there's this sort of trust that you know um celebrities and musicians realize that they're nothing without their fans that the fans are reason why they have this platform they have the success and to lure them into this world and to possibly get them scammed what does that say about about the trust from the artist to the fan it, it means it's non-existent it means it's, it's dead so they're playing a very dangerous game whenever they whenever they do this and as he said it won't pay off in the long term and i have to agree um, I, I think this is a, I think it's a, it's a conversation that a lot of people are not having. And if you're out buying these things, uh, you are taking a, the, the biggest risk. And for a lot of like, there's people that I've heard that have, have made thousands of dollars. That's great. It's fantastic. I'm not saying I'm, what I'm trying to say is I'm not saying don't do any, don't buy these. Cause this is again, not a, we are not a financial warning, not a financial um, um, that, no, no financial advice. No financial has been given. advice is being given on this show. I have to say that every time we talk about ec- finances and economics, because or else people get mad at me. Um, no, not financially, but like if you're going to, to keep in mind though that this is extremely risky, and that you could you could lose if you pay ten thousand. Which if you pay ten thousand dollars for one of these things, I I, I don't. I, you must have some great disposable income. Exactly. Or if you're using your life savings thinking that you're going to, you know, it's you're going to sell it one day for if a million. If people are dollars. cashing in retirements or stuff like that for this, you are insane. Uh, in the same in the same way, it's like I see these videos about people investing in in digital real estate. How do we get to a place where we think digital real estate is an actual investment? Well, I guess you're buying in the metaverse. If you if you, th- if you if you think that if you think that the the uh, metaverse is the future internet, and we're all going to be stuck in there, you know, perhaps perhaps paying ten thousand dollars now for a penthouse in whatever city in the metaverse will might might seem cheap well, in the but, future. Uh, but as Mark Zuckerberg told me, I can create it however I want. I can create my own world. So if I can create my <laughs> own world for sending, I guess would be for free. Then why should I buy digital real estate? Unless you have like digital resources unless you got to collect digital resource like you do in real life but i, I don't I, I can't imagine they're going to be one so of guess, going and mining copper and on and and iron to build our houses out of yeah it's gonna be a cross between like minecraft skyrim and everything runescape you gotta go RuneScape. mine your uh minerals and your materials just, for weapons i just i i just don't maybe maybe it's just because i'm just an old person stuck in a younger person's body i just don't get it I don't understand the Web 3.0, NFTs, the metaverse. I just don't understand it. No, I get it. I don't. I understand it as a I concept. Don't, I don't get why anyone would, would want that. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. I get it as a concept, but I don't understand the appeal behind it. I get – okay, no, scratch that. I get the appeal behind it because it's because it's hip and trendy, and that's really all that it takes right now for anything to be popular is that, well, is it hip or trendy? or well, so-called or is, influencers is are talking it, about Is an influencer talking about it? Well, there you go. Well, well, now I... That's all I need to know. Once I saw that Paris Hilton released one, I'm like, okay, now I get it. I get why this is popular. It's because, well, everyone's releasing one. So, therefore, by proxy, it's... It's popular. You know, I was thinking about um, uh, if the metaverse actually takes hold and things like that, are there other Ted Kaczynskis out there well, you know that's a very interesting topic. I don't, I don't. I, thankfully, with the metaverse, I have not seen anything. I, I have done a lot of research and watched a lot of things about it. People's opinions on it, the fact that, you know, the the technology. If you even wanted to get 
even if the metaverse wanted to exist, we are still 20 years away from that kind of technology being popular enough or not, not sorry, being ready because what they're, what they're really wanting is they're wanting like a ready player one style of future where you can put this thing on and you can, you can feel and you can see and you can smell and you can hear everything that you'd have. They're, they're, they are wanting ready, ready player one. Current VR technology is not there. Just go look at VR chat. Like that is not Ready Player yeah, One. It's, it's not anywhere close. Um, and you and you're not to the point where you can like simulate walk places and feel like you're really walking somewhere. You have to sit down and use use like joysticks, which is not what they're promising. Not what the future is looking like. So, you know, the 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 quote unquote metaverse is is live. Like you can go use it. But it looks something just like VR Chat, which is like which is a ten dollar game on Steam, which by the way is absolutely bonkers. <laughs> Cause that game, have you ever seen VR uh-uh. Chat? You just just go, go look at some video. Is is the funniest? So basically, it's just like these giant hangout rooms where people can just hang out and just do whatever the crap they want. It's a, it's a game, and people's and you can model your skin to be whatever you want. So you'll have freaking like like Indiana Jones. And Mario and um, like Sonic the Hedgehog. That just sounds like a nightmare. Oh, it is. It's it's. You have like remember the remember the um the um you Uganda Knuckles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was where people would just spam that and just run around. And there was this one where it was a guy. It was a it was a it was a Uganda Knuckles that had on a Soviet like 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 one of those hats and he was in a tank and he just he, re- he went around the map playing the USSR theme song. It's just bonkers. But you cannot look at cuz that's where VR that's like that's like cutting edge VR stuff right now as far as like what's what's a what's ready for for the for the public consumption. That's not what the metaverse this is not what that it's not what the the trailer which I I, I watched the the metaverse trailer and what it's what mark zuckerberg's talking about what it's supposed to be and we, we are not there yet <laughs> well once once they have the ability to give you the like feelings like you can feel like the cold breeze even though you're inside you can smell things you can feel things that aren't actually there that's when it becomes very very dangerous but i don't think opinion. anyone's asking this is the thing though i don't think anyone's really asking for that and and everyone that i've read and everything that i've watched I can't. There's no one. There's no one that's genuinely excited about this. There's really not. Like there you know, was. If there we... was a skit that I showed you. There was that video that skit I showed you where they were breaking down the scene from the metaverse um, the trailer, or whatever for it, where that person like zapped into a concert and they're watching a concert, and then a guy was like, "Okay, well, why do you enjoy going to concerts?" And he's like, "To enjoy music live, so with friends and with and, and, and with people." And he's like, oh, mm, well, we can't bring you there live. And the music streamed over the internet, and you're seeing digital representations of people. Is that good enough? He's like, no, not really. Like, I go to be with friends and, and be with the group of people. It's like, oh, well, we can't do that. But imagine, like, you're seeing Doja Cat, and like, see, like, it's, just, it's, a, it's a Bitmoji version. You know, I, I could have believed you if we hadn't gone through COVID. With the lockdowns and things like oh, that. That's a, that's a good point. And I think that kind of, I think that really, ch- that the lockdowns really changed the world. But I, okay, and, go ahead, sorry. And I, I just, I think that there, there is a group of people out there who are looking for an alternative. I agree, but here's the thing. And it's, it's probably very small. The amount of people out there who are just ready to get back to normal are not going to 
were here's the thing people were generally miserable during the lockdowns they might be cute seem like oh i got so much done i i worked out i learned how to make bread it was so great being locked <laughs> I made in my house i made bread. sourdough bread and i listened to all these new music i, listen, I listen love to steely books. dan yeah so people will say that but deep down inside they were living in hell like let's just be honest yeah that's what the lockdowns were for a lot of people and they don't and they but, saw, other, but, 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 look, but others rationalize it as we're no, helping save humanity. No, 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 no. But I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the other 80% of humanity out there who, who generally hated being locked up and couldn't do anything. And then they lived their life through social media. And even though the, even though social media is still here, they still crave for real experiences. They, they, they still crave to go out to concerts. They still crave to go to sporting events. You know, that I think is the difference is that even though like social media didn't go away, yes, activity went up because of the lockdowns and stuff. But people, there was an opportunity there for them to be like, oh, well, what is there to be? What's what's there to have you had in society? I have everything right here over, over, over the Internet. And they didn't do that. Most of society is going back to normal. And in fact, they're craving. Yeah. The sense to go back to normal, which I think almost killed the idea of the metaverse. Now, if you had the metaverse and this happened, could that have been different? Possibly. I, it's a very possible. If you had the full-fledged what Mark Zuckerberg wants to implement, if you had that ready at the start of the pandemic. In the fall of 2020. Or even the beginning of the pandemic, the, the first lockdowns, it, you possibly could have seen that may have, have happened. Very, very possible. Yeah. I just think once they once they can actually provide what they're promising of, of a better so so called reality, uh, I think it's gonna change the way things. Are I going. just don't think I I I honestly just I I disagree. I just think people are just people don't trust Facebook, rightfully so. Well, I don't and think it's gonna. This generation don't use Facebook like the Zoomers, the the millennials. They they really compared to other social media sites, they don't use it. The fact that Facebook's usership dropped. For the first time in the history of the company, their daily active users for the year dropped in the middle of a pandemic whenever they should have had the highest viewership. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I want you to, to be right, and I, I, and I don't know if it'll be Zuckerberg's version of, of the metaverse or someone else's version of it. Uh, whatever – I don't know what it's going to look like, and I don't – it's not possible for us to know. Um, but at some point, I think it will become uh, – a choice that people make: Do you want to be plugged in, or do you, or do you not want to be plugged in? Um, but I, 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 but I want you to be right, and I, and I hope you are right. But I just, I don't, I just don't know. The reason why I say that is also because the metaverse is supposed to be the internet 3.0, right? It's supposed to replace the internet. Right now, the internet has no like ruler. The internet is is, is is forever. You're saying there ain't no king? No, no. There's no king of the internet. There's no one pulling the strings that happens on, on the internet as a whole. There's, like, just, there's the internet, just meme lords. The internet is forever. As long as, as long as electricity is here, the internet is forever. So no one – and people accept that and they, they know that. So no, I don't think anybody's going to be willing to, to transfer over from the internet to the metaverse – controlled exclusively by mark zuckerberg like is there anybody out there who says yes i want the internet to be ruled by mark zuckerberg and facebook no i don't i just i cannot believe that there are that many people out there who would would do that i i don't think uh it may not like to try it not to be like oh it's out let's just see what this crap's about but 
but not fully invest themselves and not give themselves over and not live exclusively in this in this this world. I think uh, the the Facebook metaverse will be the first one. It's the it's the first in right, and usually the first version of something isn't the best version of it. But there will be other versions by other people who create the metaverse or something like the metaverse that that will potentially catch on. That will have the promises of well not being ruled by Zuckerberg, be placed in the blockchain or whatever. Um, but I, I just I don't know. We'll see. Time will tell. I guess is the uh, oh saying. time will tell. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is the episode of the show. Episode the, the big the big one four one. Is that a big number? The big one four one is that has to be a, has to be a reference to something. It's higher than one forty. It's true. Because this is the episode after 140. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed what you listened to, please consider joining the website, patreon.com. Five bucks a month gets you early access to every single episode. And you can support us financially, which is pretty cool. You know, that's just from that's just from my own my own point of view. It's pretty cool to, to support us financially. And you can also get a t-shirt for the Teespring store. They're really cool as well. Follow my Substack libertyoverdrive.substack.com for all my thoughts and writings and we're hitting an, a milestone next I think the uh, next week's episodes will be the ones um it'll be completely social free media Jacob because Ew. my accounts are scheduled to be deleted I had to get on there um they sent me an email about something and I tried to I tried to go on to Facebook about a week ago week or two ago because they sent me an email about something I had to check out and it said if I logged in, it would cancel the scheduled deletion. So I didn't log in because I'm like, it's not that important. So, uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be gone forever. So if you're, I don't even know if my accounts still are there. They might might have been gone already. Uh, but if you want to follow my thoughts and my writings, libertyoverdrive.substack.com is where to do it. Links to as everything will be in the description below. I will also include Anthony's video where he talks about the article in person. So be sure to check that out as well. And uh, I don't know anything to talk about. Any teasers for Friday? Anything cool and cool going on this week for you, Joe? Hey, it's a President's Day and I had the day off of work, so that's pretty fun. Yeah, I was – when we are talking about what we are going to do today, I – thought well we could do the whole president's day thing again but i'm like that's, that's been so done to death and everybody does the president's yeah. day thing uh i don't call it president's day it's called george washington's birthday so because that's what that's tomorrow what, i thought you know i thought today was no his tomorrow's birthday. his birthday whatever um but it's just an excuse to give federal to give people who work in uh, in the federal system the day off of work so whatever i'm not complaining <laughs> not complaining at all so we'll catch you guys later uh as always just have been cool and we'll see you on Friday.